It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. Today we have a preview for you, the Cincinnati Bengals playing game two of the preseason. What are we looking for? What should you be looking for? What are the interesting things to watch? We're going to get there in segments two and three of the show today. We have a little bit of news to discuss first, James, as the Bengals... Oh, the hat. The Bengals worked out an edge rusher today. Noah Spence came into Cincinnati for a workout. And unfortunate news about Carl Lawson sending him all the best. And uh, that does have an impact potentially on the Bengals. So we'll talk about that as well. But let's start with the Noah Spence workout. James Joseph Osai obviously dealing with the injury initially. It was, oh, maybe he can play in a cast. Jeff Hobson reporting nothing shattered. He'll be fine. Maybe he'll be back for week one. Zach uh, Taylor pumping the brakes on that, saying, oh, maybe not. We don't know yet. He's still getting tests. Haven't heard anything. And Khaled Kareem also not playing. This could just be a camp body to get them through the rest of the few weeks of the season if they do need to add an edge rusher. This could be something that, hey, we need a guy who may be able to provide some juice and play a little bit. Former second round pick, there could be something there, maybe a post-type sleeper kind of situation and not really sure what it means, but could mean any number of things regarding the health of those two players. Absolutely. And I I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head here. Joseph Osai, we'll see what happens with him. But damn it, that was Saturday. You know, MRIs don't take that long. It's the NFL. X-rays don't take that long. It's the NFL. So you're probably talking about multiple specialists that have evaluated him, and they're going to try to figure out what's best for him. In the meantime, it didn't sound like Lou Anarumo, as well as he played in week one of the preseason, was sold on Darius Hodge, right? So you you have that. You have uh, multiple injuries. Khaled Kareem now is out again. So, yeah, maybe they're just looking for depth. Maybe they like some of what Noah Spence did when he last played for the Washington football team. That's the thing is this guy's coming off of an ACL signed with new Orleans last year towards ACL in May. We haven't seen him since 2019. So maybe they just wanted to take a peek and see if he's got anything left and it could be that simple. There might be more to it, but uh, it is, it is interesting for sure. I was just looking at his, his PFF scores because that's the easy thing to do to see how a guy has produced <laughs> since he's been in the league. And I was actually looking and he played in preseason week one this year for New Orleans. So he he did play. Apparently he played 26 snaps, according to PFF in week one against Baltimore for the Saints. Whoa. Well, that shows what I know. He didn't have a So he just got released. Yeah, he must have just been released. He didn't have a fantastic game, but did do okay as a pass rusher. And that's kind of been his MO better as a pass rusher than an all round defender. Story goes, he was asked to add weight for Tampa. He came into the league as an outside backer kind of guy, 
he's he's listed 62250 which very undersized for a traditional 43 defensive end not sure what the Bengals plan would be there and we'll see if he ends up signing with the team maybe best known unfortunately for coming back from the the drug and alcohol issues in college that got him kicked out of the Big 10 he had to go to EKU Eastern Kentucky and ends up being a second round pick anyway, by all accounts, came back from those issues very, very well, earned the respect of his coaches and obviously wasn't a huge character knock for him because he still went in the second round. But not sure how much is there, especially coming off the ACL at this point. He's turning 28 in January, so about 27 and a half years old could be something there, but more likely than not would be a guy that would really have to fight for, you know, a camp spot or, or for a, a practice squad spot and could be somebody that they just need to get through practices the rest of the way. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. And uh, let's move on quickly to the Carl Lawson news. Really sad for Carl Lawson in New York. Apparently has a uh, an Achilles injury. The Jets said he'll be out for the season. He said he heard a pop, according to reports, which is really devastating stuff. Never what you like to hear. He's dealt with ACL injuries in the past. I'm sure he'll deal with this injury the way he dealt with those and I hope he has a, you know, the same mindset, the same recovery mindset, but heart goes out to Carl Lawson up in New York. And that is the most important thing here. The player comes first, the person comes first, and you hope he's okay. There is an impact for the Bengals that we should talk about, James, as far as the compensatory pick formula is concerned. And just want to touch on this as well. Obviously, secondary to the health of the player, the person, but if and he won't. If if Carl Lawson wasn't going to play this year an extensive amount, that does remove the possibility the Bengals had of obtaining a third-round compensatory pick. Instead, it'll be for sure a fourth-round pick at best. There's still an outside shot that William Jackson's performance could elevate him from a fourth to a third-round pick, which could end up being a third-round pick for the Bengals, I think. But more likely than not at this point from expecting a third rounder for Carl Lawson's departure, almost certainly a fourth rounder now, but that of course, very secondary to the injury. Let's switch our focus to preseason game two. James, we'll talk offense. We'll talk what we're looking for in the Washington football team road game coming up next. All right. I talk about built bars all the time, but if you want to look this cool, you see this right here. If you want to look this cool, if you're on YouTube, and if not, you should subscribe to us on YouTube. It's simply search Locked on Bengals, even if you listen on all these other podcast platforms. But if you want to do that, you got to have some built bars. You got to get on the built bar plan. I've been on the built bar plan since before I returned to the podcast. I love them. They're the number one protein bar on the planet, high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, perfect. For you, whether it's an everyday snack, you know, a midday snack during training camp, guess what? I had a built bar midday when I didn't have time for a full meal, or if you just want that protein punch after your workouts, built bar is the number one protein bar and it's perfect for you. So check them out right now at builtbar.com. They have nine delicious flavors. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They have some limited time flavors as well. And when you do and you go to make that purchase, make sure you use promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. James, that hat is is really funny. I just want you to know that. And I appreciate it. That's all. The Bengals bar. The the built bar hat? No, no. This is a Bearcat hat. It's a bear Cincinnati Bearcats, but it's it's the built bar swag. You got to have built bar swag to be able to pull this off, and I think I do. Okay, there you go. So now you know if you're if you're watching the show, you cannot wear your hat sideways unless you eat built bars. Not that I think many people are doing this anymore, but now, now at least Will we Smith know the did rules. It in the '90s, yeah, he was on the built bar plan. Why do you think Will Smith looks so damn good? And I am legend, man. Will Smith ahead of his time. Let's talk Bengals offense here, James. Obviously, the number one thing that we're watching in preseason game two is, well, for me anyway, the I shouldn't speak for you, the offensive guard battle. And maybe there's no Deontay Smith. We've seen how serious dehydration issues can be today as we record this on Thursday. Mark Andrews had to go to the hospital with dehydration and cramping issues at Ravens practice today. So some people were like, oh, it's just dehydration. He should be fine to play in a few days. When we're talking about an NFL player having to miss practice due to a dehydration issue, it could be pretty serious. And so that could be the case. It could be that they're being particularly cautious with uh, Deontay Smith, but that still leaves all the guards that we're watching, right? Xavier Suofilo, Quentin Spain, Billy, not Billy Price, he's playing center, but also Billy Price to see if maybe he does get reps at guard, Jackson Carmen and Mike Jordan. And against, again, a very, very good defensive line in Washington. We, we all know it too well. Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, obviously terrors in that defensive front. And you add uh, Montez Sweat to that group. It's a really good front down there for Washington and will be a good test for not only the guards who we're going to be watching closely for the competition, but also the tackles who, you know, we didn't get to see a whole lot of Riley Reef. Let's see how he holds up for a quarter. It'll be fun to see that. For sure. You know, we haven't talked about the tackles a lot because we haven't seen them a lot. And in practice, they're fine. They're not liabilities like some of these other guys have been at times. But yeah, it's a good test for them in I want to go back to Deontay Smith because I think he's one of the biggest surprises of training camp. And if he, as he continues to push for a starting job, can't get on the field, Zach Taylor said it's not going to really impact it. It's going to impact it. I mean, I don't think there's really a path now for him to win it because he still had to prove and show the Bengals that he was more reliable than Quentin Spain, that he's got more tools in his tool belt, that, you know, or enough potential at least to give him the, the starting job. And so I wouldn't be shocked. I talked to, uh, and we've had him on the podcast. I talked to Dr. Brandon Bowers of Athletico on Thursday afternoon. And he said, look, they may try to IV uh, Deontay Smith up just so you can get him out there for a couple series at least. Right. So he's properly hydrated. It'll be a couple of days removed from it. So he, he didn't completely roll him out. And he thinks there's a, a pretty decent chance that he could suit up. Now, as we record this, the Bengals have already traveled to Washington. 
And in the preseason, if you, especially the preseason, if you're dinged up, you might not travel. So hopefully Smith was able to travel um, because it's such a big part of this. If the Bengals are going to be good this year, Jake, they have to have better guard play. And if that's Deontay Smith, then it's Deontay Smith. If that's Xavier Suofilo and Quentin Spain, whatever the combination, they need to figure it out. And the only way they can do that is if these guys are on the field. So that's something I'll be watching all day Friday. Is 70 able to play? And if so, how much? Absolutely a great question. And another guy that we haven't seen and might not see this preseason, James, is Trey Hopkins. And this isn't necessarily something that we're watching, but Zach Taylor said he's a guy that, in Taylor's opinion, didn't need to play preseason. He talked about him as a veteran, this veteran center. You know, if it was a young guy, he said, maybe we would try to get him some snaps. And I personally am maybe just a little too anxious about this offensive line. Maybe, like... I shouldn't be as concerned about it as I am. There were times last year when despite Burrow, you know, taking nine sacks and seven sacks or whatever it was in in a game and getting beat up in Philly, there were times that the offensive line did look functional. So maybe this is a bit much, but it would be nice to to see the starting unit out there, especially if Joe Burrow is going to play in week three of the preseason. It'd be nice to see Trey Hopkins out there snapping to him as well. For sure. I, I think that that's – I'm going to just say it. If Trey can't play in the preseason and it's just precautionary, that's so weird to me. Because if I'm Hopkins, I want a couple reps like of live action. DJ Reader on the flip side, right, plays in the interior defensive line. He was like, yeah, I need preseason reps. I think Trey's the same way. I don't think you could just do practice reps and no live – like no live stuff. Like that's – coming off of an ACL that you hurt in January, like that is, and so it's one of two things to me. Either they're being really, really cautious or maybe, and it's complete speculation, Trey isn't as far along as they had hoped and they already know that Billy's probably going to start week one. And we don't know, but I think there is a chance of that being the case. Again, I'm speculating, but I think there is a chance of that. And that would be unfortunate as well because I think it's fair to say Trey Hopkins is a better center than Billy Price. And we'll see how Billy plays this week. He was okay last week. I haven't gone back and checked if PFF ever upgraded his grade from a 0.0 in pass protection because when I watched, I thought he absolutely did not deserve that. I thought he had maybe one bad rep in pass protection when I rewatched that game. So uh, we'll be interesting to see how he plays again against a very good defensive interior and they might get more reps against... (laughs) James just switched his hat to the other side and it cracked me up. Uh, it might uh, might get some more reps against starters if he plays a full quarter. And so we'll see how Billy Price does this week. And Mike Jordan, man, honestly, I think I've said this. I'm rooting for Mike Jordan. I would love it if he takes a big step and his work with Willie Anderson pays off. It's just one of those things where we need to see it to believe it. And he was okay in pass protection last week. Had one pretty bad miss in run blocking uh, that the spin move, I think play for Chris Evans actually was a whiff that forced him to have to spin out of it to get creative, but let's see how these guys play in preseason week two. That takes us to running backs, James and Zach Taylor talked about this. Chris Evans and Jacquez Patrick going to get the lion's share of the work this week, especially after the first quarter. And those two guys might be fighting for a roster spot as Travion Williams again this week. Can't go. What a battle. This is, and you're right, they might be fighting for that third and final running back spot. We talked about it a little bit. Is it one spot? Is it two spots? Here's what I know. If you're the Bengals, you want both of these guys to just crush it. I still think Evans is ahead of Patrick, 
But what's the worst case? You keep four running backs because they're awesome and and they flash and they've played well. Or you get a trade offer for Patrick, a late round pick on one of these teams that wants a running back to fill out its depth chart before the cutdown day. I mean, there's a lot of options here. And, and so that's what you're rooting for. Even if you like Chris Evans and you like his potential or vice versa, you think Patrick is a bulldozer and can be this goal line guy. And both probably are true at this stage from what we've seen. Them both having success is just going to benefit the Bengals. But it is. It's one of the more interesting battles because it could heat up, Jake, and then the winner of it may never get a carry this season. Like in a perfect world, they would never touch the ball. They they might not even – I guess you'd have have them active if they could contribute on special teams. By the way, Zach Taylor did say Patrick can contribute on special teams, so that's a factor too. Evans didn't at Michigan. He's kind of learning his way a bit as well. So that's uh, another factor here on who gets that third running back spot. I did notice when I rewatched the game that Evans was out there, I believe, with the first team of punt return. The first punt the Bengals returned in that game, I believe he was out there in that return team. So it seems like he is getting some reps there. PFF also will have the snap breakdowns. If you really, really want to nerd out on it, we could pull up the snap breakdowns on PFF and look at who played special team snaps and where. And we'll do that after week two, James, because... We'll see how those uh, those things have changed from week one to week two of the preseason. And maybe that'll give us an indication of who Darren Simmons likes a little bit more, who he needs to see more of. Hard to read into some of these things in the preseason. Speaking of the punt, for team, punt return team unit, this is uh, another good segue, James. We can talk a little bit here about Puka Williams, who's trying to find a roster spot and will need to return some punts well to do so. And, that kind of ties into the wide receiver room and Trent Taylor, maybe Trent Irwin, who's not returning punts, but is certainly pushing Taylor for a roster spot. And I think though these guys kind of, there's some, some give and take here. If Puka Williams is going to make the team as your punt returner. And now you, you like Trent Irwin better as a wide receiver that does reduce perhaps the case for Trent Taylor. Whereas if Trent Taylor, you decide, nope, we need him. He's reliable as a punt returner. He's going to be our backup slot guy. Maybe both of those other guys are practice squad candidates instead. Yeah, it's, it's certainly a battle and I don't think it's been decided. I know some have crowned Trent Taylor and we've talked a lot about Jamar chase drops. Trent Taylor's had drops in, in camp. He's had a couple highlight catches, but he's also had some drops in drills in 11s. Uh, you know, just different times where it's like, man, come on. Like, and, and so that's part of it here. I think that's a factor because I don't really remember many Trent Irwin drops. And can he be that guy? Can he play slot, but also give you, because he doesn't look like a traditional slot. He's a little bigger than Taylor, right? Taylor looks, he's that prototypical 5'9", quick slot guy. That isn't, and he might be 5'10", but either way, that's not Trent Irwin. He's a little bigger, has made some contested catches. And to me, it's going to come into this. Darius Phillips, is he reliable? Can he be a reliable punt returner? We know he's explosive, but is he reliable? Because if so, even if Trent Taylor is reliable and semi-explosive as a punt returner, if you like Irwin better as a receiver, then you can get the best of both worlds. And you can have Phillips as your, your punt returner because he's really your fifth corner. I think Eli Apple's ahead of him and, you know, and your backup nickel. And at the same time, if that happens – you're fine with Phillips punt returning all the punts, essentially. But if there is some injury issues, so that's the other thing to talk about and consider. On the flip side, Irwin, if he's the better receiver than Taylor, and I don't know if he is. He's got he played better last week, but in camp, have I 
been blown away by Irwin. He's made some great plays, but so has Taylor. So I think it is pretty close. I think that Irwin is a guy that I feel like they've talked a little bit more about lately in terms of, you know, winning one-on-ones. He's going against Jalen Davis in those one-on-ones. It's not like he's going against Abouzier or or Trey Waynes or something like that. But they, I feel like they've maybe talked about him a little bit more. And I did check, by the way, for everyone curious. Uh, Chris Evans, I'm looking at my other screen here, had nine special team snaps to just two for Jacquez Patrick in preseason week one. We'll see if Jacquez Patrick gets on the field for any more of those units. He was just out there for a couple kick returns for the Bengals against Tampa. Coming up next, James, let's talk about this edge rusher rotation that looks like it will be without Osai, without Kareem in preseason week two. What else are we looking for on defense? We'll get to those notes coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And let's be honest, it's that time of year. Football is back. And bet online is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including the half million dollar NFL mega contest and the $200,000 NFL survivor contest. They're both open now at bet online head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up now and be sure to take advantage of their opening day. Super promo. You make a bet on Thursday, September 9th and the season opener between the bucks and the Cowboys. And if you lose your wager still going to be refunded, that's free money. I always say it with bet online, free money, at Bet Online up to $25. So Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Go there now, betonline.ag, and sign up today, and you're gonna get a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. Again, go there now, promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. James, let's talk defense here to wrap up the show as we head into tomorrow. Or maybe today, depending on when you're watching or listening to this uh, podcast. Preseason game two. Apparently, the starters will be playing for about a quarter, according to Zach Taylor. And so they're kind of following the old traditional approach of preseason games, ramping things up slowly, which totally makes sense as you try to protect the safety of the players. And one thing that is going to be very interesting is what happens without Joseph Osai out there, without Kyla Kareem out there, as guys like Amani Bledsoe and Darius Hodge will get increased snaps and try to make a case for themselves to make their way onto the back end of this roster as pass rushers or all-round edge defenders. And like you said, Lou Anarumo a little bit gun-shy with doling out too much praise after preseason week one, but I'm guessing that Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson, I mean, they'll probably play their quarter, but that'll be it. We'll see who's out there with them without Joseph Osai in the early 
pass rush sets because it was Joseph Osai with those two guys early on. And we'll get to see Larry Ogunjobi debut this week. We'll talk about the defensive interior in just a second. But yeah, I think one of the one of the first things to watch will be can one of these other edge rushers stand out? Can Darius Hodge repeat his performance against Washington? Yep, absolutely. How early does he get in? What kind of impact does he make? Does he make Ryan Fitzpatrick's day awful or, you know, whatever quarterback he ends up going up against, depending on how early he gets in. And and I think that's going to be the sign is when he gets in and then is he productive at all? I would love for him to get in. Honestly, I think you said first quarter with these first stringers. I think it might be just two series. I wouldn't be shocked. Depends on how long the series are. If they're just three plays and three plays, maybe it's more than that. But two series, and then after that, you could go Hodge. You can, you know, roll these guys in there, Cam Sample, get them in there, because you don't have Osai, and you don't have Khaled Kareem, guys that need those reps. And so you might as well see what you got and and let these guys that are fighting for a spot get reps against quality competition so you don't have that question mark. Because that's that's the question mark with Hodge, right? How how good was he last week? Well, he was great when you look at the stats, but how good was the competition – that was trying to block him. So yeah, you want to get those questions answered as quick as possible. And that's, if there's beauty and, and I don't know if that's the right word, but if there's a, a positive to not having some of these guys out there, Kareem and Osai, it's that it's that you get to evaluate some of these fringe roster guys. And Cam sample, as you said, that's a really good point. Cam sample played a ton in preseason game one, and he'll probably play a ton again this week. Cause he's getting some reps with the starters and he was out there pretty late into the game. And you're right, it might just be two series. Uh, that could be the same as one quarter. You go back to preseason week yeah. one, I think they had three series each in the first half. They were some long series and some long Slow. series that ended in turnovers. But uh, we'll see how preseason week two goes. Another thing on the defensive line I'm interested in, the return of Larry Ogunjobi, getting to see him yeah. for some reps with these guys, seeing him in the nickel package, which I imagine will probably now feature Cam Sample. Instead of Joseph Osai, Cam Sample was out there with those guys, but Joseph Osai was as well. Now, I think Larry Ogunjobi probably is inside, and is the other guy inside going to be Cam Sample or Sam Hubbard? And one of those guys could kick outside. Or does Darius Hodge get a look, and one of those guys is on the bench? You want to get your best pass rushers on the field. We'll get a real answer there about how they feel about Darius Hodge because coaches can talk, but who they play and when they play them speaks much louder than the words they say. And so I thought the defensive interior last week, Josh Tupo, DJ Reader, Mike Daniels were were all very good against Tampa. And so we'll see if we get a repeat performance out of those guys bolstered by the return of Ogunjobi. For sure. I'm excited to see Ogunjobi. I think he can make such an impact, you know, compared to what they had last year in there. And to me, his comfort level, of moving to the three tech and instead of playing nose like he did last year for Cleveland. And I, I just, we talk about comfort with Joe Burrow, right? And how comfortable he is and how he looks more comfortable than he did a few weeks ago. I think Ogan is just more comfortable in his role. And when you get a player like that, that should be entering his prime on a one year prove it deal that really feels confident in his role. Sometimes those players explode and they have big years and, and hopefully Ogan gives us a glimpse of his potential on Friday night. And I wouldn't be mad if that ends up parlaying into a larger deal. I know we're focused on preseason game two right now, but if if Ogunjobi can be a, a four-year solution at three-tech and not just a one-year stop, 
that does potentially free up a draft need because this is a long-term need for this team right now finding a three tech who can play every down and, and give you something as a pass rusher They they really like DJ Reader. I really like Josh Tupo, Mike Daniels, certainly a good player up there in age, not necessarily a long-term solution. So if a younger guy in Ogan Joby can do that, then that's great news. And we get to get our first look at him in stripes. The next unit I'm really interested in James is the corners. We'll get to see them for a little bit more run. And Washington has a little bit of an underrated wide receiver group a little bit, perhaps Terry McLaurin, really good. Diami Brown. Everybody knows how I feel about Diami Brown. If they've been Your paying attention boy. to this show, I got sniped in our fantasy dynasty uh, rookie draft today. David Harrison, who covers the bucks and the Washington football team for the lockdown podcast network traded ahead of me to, to take Diami Brown from me in the third round, but I'm excited to see him either way and see how he matches up with Jadobe Abuzie and Trey Waynes and, See if we get Mike Hilton off a corner blitz this week, off a slot blitz this week, huh? See if we get a free rusher at Harvard boy Fitzpatrick and catch him by surprise. Maybe. I, that's the thing is I wonder. They've practiced it a little bit, but just a little bit. And I remember the practice because Hilton made a play, and then a couple plays later they sent Hilton and Waynes. And so I do wonder if they do a little bit more of that. That would be interesting to see. At the same time, when Lou Anarumo talked earlier this week, he was like, yeah, when you go into a New York diner, he loves New York diners. He thinks they're the best diners ever. Um, anyways, he was like, when you go into a New York diner, you get the big menu and it's the stick menu. And then you have the little kids menu. He was like, we're still on the kids menu as a defense. So who knows? I, I think we'll still get the kids menu, but does that kids menu come with, you know, a spiked apple juice, so to speak, where you get a blitzer uh, uh, coming off the edge? Maybe so. And if so, I'll take some of that apple juice because by the time we're recording on Friday night, Jake, there's uh, you know, it's going to be pretty late on a Friday. So, you know, yeah, I don't blame you at all. Yeah, that's a good analogy from <laughs> Lou and I like that. The, the kids menu, that's how preseason generally is. Teams tend to keep things vanilla. They're working on certain concepts They're working on certain staples. They're not trying to show their hand. They're not trying to show any wrinkles. And if you talk to football guys, I'll tell you football's, it's complicated, but it's not complicated. There's only so many ways to run the ball. There's only so many passing concepts. And it just is, you know, what wrinkles are you throwing in? What counter player are you throwing in to different things you're expecting? And certainly in the preseason, you're not seeing a whole lot of that. James, anything else you're looking for in preseason game two this week that we haven't talked about yet? Oh, I know. How about your kicker? <laughs> Yeah, you need – here's the thing. is much like I talked about with Jacquez Patrick and, and Chris Evans, I think – while Evans is in the lead, I don't think it's for certain that he's on this team yet. I still think he needs to earn it. I'm rock solid, 100% confident Evan McPherson is on this team. But that doesn't mean you don't want Austin Seibert to kick it. I hope Austin Seibert kicks a 65-yard field goal at FedEx Field right through the uprights and just boost that value. And by the way, Zach, if he kicks a 50-plus yarder, don't let Cybert kick again. It's done. He's put the tape out there, and then you just let it marinate, baby, because kicker, dude, it's free money. It's like bet online. Someone's going to become, you know, come calling seventh rounder for uh, for Austin Cybert. And you got Evan McPherson, who, again, might be special, baby. I think the Bengals might have found one. So that's, uh, that's what I'm rooting for for sure. The other thing, Jake, and we talked about it at length, but it's just trench play. If 
If the Bengals are good in the trenches, I think their secondary is going to be pretty good, right? Linebackers, okay, whatever. On the other side, skilled players, quarterback, pretty damn good. Trenches, and, and that's what I'm going to be looking at. Can any of these young guys emerge? You know, will Isaiah Prince flash a little bit of tackle, right? Will uh, one of these interior, will Cam Sample be like Joseph Osai was last week? I would love for that to happen. And so those are some of the things that I'll be looking for. Any of these young players, can they emerge a little bit? Yeah, another guy that we haven't talked about at all that we'll be seeing for the first time this preseason that you just reminded me of is Fred Johnson. How's he going to do yeah. in his preseason debut at tackle out there? Instead of Gunnar Vogel on the other side with Isaiah Prince, Fred Johnson should be a significant step up for the second team. And if he is developing and, and reacting well to Frank Pollock's coaching, he's spoken highly of Pollock. Yeah, we'll see how those results Play out on the field. Plenty to watch. We'll have your recap here tomorrow night after the game. It'll be really late for James, and Friday I'm out night, on the West Coast, Friday so night. I get to I get to finish up a little bit earlier. But I'm excited for preseason game two. Hope you are too, and come back and check us out after the game. We'll have our game recap, and following that on Sunday, we'll be back with our rewatch takeaways headed in to preseason week three as things wrap up and the Bengals have to cut down to 80. Until next time, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.